We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. Back-to-back MMA and boxing shows. Pro wrestling. It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we talked pro wrestling. That'll have to wait until later on in the week because we had Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Three happened this weekend. So much to talk about, about that fight, about that card. Tons going on in the UFC. The aftermath after the fight. It's never a dull moment when Connor headlines in Vegas. Also, we got to talk boxing. Jojo Diaz, big win this past weekend. Make sure you guys didn't sleep on that one. It happened on Friday. And then we got a preview. Charlo going for undisputed status coming up this week. It's not easy, man. It's like Thanos trying to, trying to get all of the Infinity Gauntlet filled up. So it happens every now and then in a blue moon. I know it feels like it happens all the time now. But we have to talk about the importance of that. But first, it was a fight week. It was Conor McGregor week. Dre, how was the urban loitering? The who? No, 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 no the urban what? loitering. No, not not even the, a smidge. There was nothing urban about it. You know this. <laughs> no. Nah, and what did you call it? It is. What'd you call it? I believe my exact term was Caucasian. It wasn't conferencing. What was the last word? Oh, no, man. Used? Do I have to say it? Yes, please. It was a Caucasian congregation. Caucasian, Caucasian congregation. congregation. That's exactly what I said. I'm on a roll, two weeks in a row. Uh, my wife last week texted me about uh, caucus delicacies. And she was like, what? I was like, yo, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> and she was like, you think you're going to have people thinking I'm just like crazy white out here. I was like, nah, they know that you're half Mexican. But all the good stories come from the white side. So two weeks in a row, caucus delicacies now, <laughs> the Caucasian congregation. So, man, it's it was weird, right? Like we're we're so used to Mayweather weekends and big party weekends, and it wasn't a ton of like Irish friends from Ireland, 
because I guess, you know, travel restrictions still with the COVID shit is kicking back up. So it was a whole different vibe, a whole different crowd. Yeah. It was uh, very white. I'll, I'll say that. Very white and uh, very different. It's, it was not urban loitering. None whatsoever. USA. Fight being at T-Mobile. USA. USA. You know, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> listen, 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 man. I still got, I still have MAGA people in my mentions right now. I still have, like, as we speak, it's been 24 hours since Trump showed up at UFC 264. And I still have MAGA people in my mentions, like, telling me to burn in hell telling me that I'm, you know, a snowflake, all kinds of shit. They just want to get over it. But it was that kind of crowd, man. It, I mean, it was that kind of crowd from the beginning. It was, it's a kind of fight. And the way, and I looked at the card and I was like, well, shit, there ain't, ain't even no black people on the main card. So, well, that's not like, true. What? One black man got knocked out. On the main out. card? We, we will talk about that. Oh, well, yeah, Trevin Giles. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Trevin Giles did get knocked out. He opened, not even oh, Trevin wait, Giles. When was what? he on the card? What? There was a prominent black man that caught those hands on the main card. Listen, Greg Hardy. You're not talking about it. No, no, he's the pretty Republican, man. We don't count him as African-American. <laughs> no, he's give, not black. Give me that card back. I'm We're trading ass, you man. for Tai Tuivasa and his shoeies. You've been traded by the black delegation. Listen, listen we'll, we'll get to that. But this, this man at Media Day... You know, uh, somebody asked him, you know, if you know, if you're a villain, why don't you just kind of take up the villain role? Right. And he's like, I'm not a villain. I'm pretty. I'm a great American. I'm a Republican. And I've never been convicted for anything they said I did. And I was like, That's you're a pretty bad. Republican. Get the Damn. fuck out of here. <laughs> If they don't convict, you must acquit. I don't know. This motherfucker is just talking in circles. But again, we'll talk about the fight itself. Um, it's It yeah. was a crazy weekend. We missed each other several times because I was too busy. I didn't get to go to weigh-ins. You had a full day of weigh-ins, chilled, chopping it up with everyone. And then um, I went out the next day or maybe later that night. Um, so you had a full day during media day and interviews. And then I had the full day during weigh-ins day. That was the day I was out and about and out until God knows what time in the morning. Thankfully, my wife is great. She didn't kill me. Um, she understands. Thank you if you're listening. But that was my day. And then fight day rolls reversed again. And you were out and about. But I wasn't going over there. It was crazy, like you mentioned. And it was a Garth Brooks concert at Allegiant Stadium. So you thought it was crazy in there. That was what? 13, 14,000 fans in there? Chanting USA? There was 80,000 of those same motherfuckers right down the block. So I couldn't park. I couldn't yeah. do anything. I was like, nah, I'm not fucking with this, man. Like, you literally had to be in wherever you were going to be at 2 p.m. If not, it was a shit show down there. So I covered it from home, chilling at the crib watched everything so i wasn't down there on saturday night but we had two different experiences on the weekend when i was out on friday so i show up shout out to everybody at espn production executives all this stuff um i go out to eat with my social crew korean barbecue spot guys ever come to vegas go to gognum korean barbecue right across from where the hard rock used to be now it's the virgin hotel amazing 
Um, you got it here from me, by the way. Pro tip for Vegas. So took the social team there. Everyone had a blast. We got full, chilled. Then all the ESPN people were hanging out at this karaoke spot. Um, I could tell no one was really from Vegas because the karaoke spot is across from the Boulevard Mall. With that being yeah, said, <laughs> with that being said, when you guys hear Dre tell his stories on this show, and he leads off with, I grew up on Crack Alley. Mm-hmm. Crack Alley's two blocks up from that. Yeah. Yeah, like Cambridge is a stone's throw from this bar. So I show up. Oh, no boy central. Yo, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, who chose this place? They must have just went to Google. I go inside, they have a proud sign saying, we've been on bar rescue twice. Like, how fucked up is your bar if you've been on bar rescue two times? But anyway, so everyone's in there kicking it. (laughs) Uh, So ESPN executives, like I said, several writers, um, people from other joints, shout out to everyone for the Mac life, um, MMA fighting. There's everybody in there. Tons of different people. Um, My whole social team, we come through. And it's weird because the place is small but i walk in everyone's dapping everybody up hey what's up so i walk up um i guess you might have been talking like jose like the day before or something oh that's my man yes yeah, yeah. the youngs from mma fighting yeah. yeah so jose is in there cal what up hey jose where's andreas and i'm like what what is this shit <laughs> then it's a chorus of people after they hear that yeah where's andreas at where's Andreas? like what does Andreas work at ESPN? Like, what am I, chopped liver? So everyone wanted to know where the old man was at. I had to text you. Like, ain't this some shit? I show up somewhere, and they're like, yo, where's Andreas at? I'm like, I don't know. He's an old man. The best part about it is, but nobody told us. Like, none of y'all told me about this. You know what I was doing when you was texting me? I was literally reading my daughter a bedtime story. And you're like, you coming out? No, I'm not coming out. Like, nobody told me about this. (laughs) <laughs> and I gave everybody shit. I gave everybody shit on fight night. I was like, I saw Jose, Mark, all the cats. I'm like, yo, y'all went out without. It was like, I thought. I was like, no, me and Keller are not the same person. Like, <laughs> we live different. We live different lives. We do our own thing. Like nobody invited me. So <laughs> Coppinger, yeah. So everyone was out. sorry. <laughs> yo, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you're chopped liver. Yeah, it's all right. Listen, there's there's worse people I can be compared to and partnered with on a podcast. Um, that's my third jab in three weeks, by the way, for those in the know. Shout out to the Rat Pack. Uh, but anyway, outside of that, I'm in the bar. And the first song is a country song. So it's karaoke. Cool. Whatever. Then they do the song from Greece. Two other people get up. Song from Greece. I, I'm not a Greece fan. I'm more of like a crybaby satire version of fan. But my wife loves Greece. So I know the song. It's like, ooh, 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 yeah, like that shit. Whatever I want. Like, so I'm like, all right, cool. People getting the John Travolta on. Now, mind you, this bar is split right down the middle. On the whole left side of the venue, there's 50, 60 old white people that love karaoke, having a blast. Whole left side. The whole right side by the bar is nothing but 30 to like 45 year old black people, 20, 25 deep. And they know these songs. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, these might be cool. 
it's what you expect kind of around Boulevard Mall. Cool, dope. So they're bothered to the song. They're all right, cool. They're having a blast. One of them puts on a song. They all go up, 10 people to this tiny karaoke stage. All go up. It is Lil Boosie, Wipe Me Down. When I say this shit turned into Club 702 or Ice, this shit was crazy. They knew it word for word. They're passing the mic. People doing ad libs. Because I'm all wipe me down. Yo, this shit was nuts. And then one of the ESPN executives, I will omit the name, wilding out, knows the whole song, starts twerking on one of the black women. Yo, this shit is hilarious. We got videos I'll never see the day of the light of day. But I was like, ain't this something? And this whole time, I'm like, Trey wanted urban loitering. And I found it literally five minutes away from his childhood home. Who knew? Who knew? That's that's your yeah, people, y'all. That that's Valley High School. Three of them probably yeah, know you. That's the uh they probably yeah, they probably still live there. Um, shout out to if you still live in those apartments. That's really unfortunate. You have to get out of there. Um, Yo, those shits are packed though. <laughs> like, unfortunately, like staying at the Virgin Hotel, um, they've not gentrified that area at all. But there's no supermarkets anywhere. So if Target closes, no, there's not. Like if the Target on so, Maryland Parkway down a ways closes, you're forced to either go dump far, kind of towards the airport. Or you got to go to the Vons in Crack Alley, which is the only supermarket for like 10 minutes any direction. So I found myself there a couple of weeks ago. It's quite an interesting place. I was like, look at this, Andre. Yeah. One day, you have a million ventures, but one day we got to get a camera crew to follow you and you just go back to like your actual crib there and do like a walkthrough no, and then walk is- around the neighborhood. I don't know if it's still there, but I have to see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's still there. I mean, if they, it's the hood, man. So, you know, they tear shit down, build it back up. But I don't know. I don't know if people would be entertained by that shit. Oh, Maybe I'd they would. I mean, every time I say that, somebody comes in my, you know, will message me and be like, yeah, we want to hear these stories. I'm like, yeah. All right. We'll see. So maybe one day show, y'all man. get to see. What, um, we'll see. Love and journalism, shows. Las Vegas. I got you. Loving hip hop spinoff, loving journalism, Las Vegas. Me, you, Big Mac, Shake. Throw Brett Okamoto in there. We got enough people. <laughs> Kevin yeah, Ioli. We got out here. We got mad people oh, here in town. Mad people. I feel like the show would be very entertaining. That show yeah, is. Yeah, man, we can go out. We could all go out and get some ribs. That's it. It'd be a gut-busting show. Hilarity would ensue. So, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it's... it's we'll, we'll make that pitch. After you're done with Our Heroes Rock, you'll go from wholesome to a little less than. But you can be an executive producer on both. So, uh, Mona Scott Young, holla at us. We'll, we'll make that happen. But this, the dichotomy of what I saw in the bar was, was bananas. So I was like, yo, yeah, Dre, Dre's missing out on this one. I was like, it's wild. Shout out to the open bar. Um, we, we had a good time chilling there. And it's kind of like that escape. But these are the things that 
um, people listening to our show kind of know about, but when fight weeks happen, these are the side things that people don't see. These are what make fight weeks enjoyable. Colleagues coming to town, these little side extravaganzas. I always was tight. I never got to go to Miami when you did all the stuff with the zone because you had like a million of these. Yeah, Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week, the Super Bowl week fights. And then like you had your little party and you, you chilling, you posted up. Real Rico Suave type shit. You got like boat shoes on. I was like, no, I never had boat shoes on. They're not boat shoes. I had the wine loafers. No, no, I never had none of that shit. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't about? know. It looks I, I could, I can only see the time. No, listen, you'd be rocking like fancy shirts with two buttons open. The beard is flexing, little grays in the beard. I'm not positive, but you may have worn white pants once. Yeah, I have worn pants before. Yeah, so um, like with that, I'm just assuming you got loafers on. But no, I guess you're wearing the sneakers that you have a million of no, that you collect during quarantine. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. That's what me and Big Mac were talking about. We had our we had a Jays on that we bought during COVID, and I realized um, I have a walk-in closet, and I had to get another closet for all my sneakers, and I still don't have enough room. I have so a box in the garage for sneakers. Stun on them. Yeah, because I, have a, I had to get another I have a, closet. I have another. Yeah, it's like I have another. Clo- I have a closet in my office, and um, it was supposed to be for some other shit, you know. And I looked, and my wife was like, "Look, you gotta get all these sneakers out. Yeah, I can't get. I can't get in the closet." So I was like, "Oh, all right." So, as when, so consider this: I haven't been to a fight since March of last year, which means I really haven't been anywhere since March of last year. Yet I found the time to buy at least. 20 30 pair of sneakers in my downtime. So when fight week rolled around, I was like, I gotta wear this shit. So it took me like an hour to find some sneakers I wanted to wear. And you know, and I saw Big Mac and he had some J's on, and we took a picture of our J's. And yeah, so it was like I had to find places to wear all this shit. Cause now I got all this stuff and nowhere to go. But now I have places to go. So I'm wearing all this shit. All these sneakers that I bought, it's time to wear them. So it's where just, are all your collectibles? I don't think anybody at? Because you bought a million collectibles, too. That, you just said yeah, the sneakers have now taken the place of the office. No, the sneakers are in my closet. But I have, you know, I bought like a nice office desk with a bookshelf and some shelving. And I got all my pictures and shit. Up. I'm still putting like the house is still coming together. But it's like like I have all my Funkos and I have all my all my fucking books. And I'm looking around my thing right now. Bobbleheads and. All kinds of crazy shit. My mad villain stuff. Like, I got all my stuff from old hip-hop sites all over the house. The only thing I've been able to put up is I have, like, maybe 100 boxing gloves that are autographed from giveaways and stuff that we did from HBO, Showtime. Yeah, I've got tons, tons. I got Floyd Mayweather gloves, Canelo gloves, Pacquiao. The funny thing is, and this is what people would be like, well, nobody's, because they're in boxes. I've had nowhere to put them. And I've got Pacquiao, Mayweather, Gennady, Cotto, Mark, every anybody that fought over the past decade and about a decade, I have had I have autographed boxing gloves. Uh, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence, all these gloves. Now, here's the funny thing. When they send them to me, they usually put a sticky note on it to tell me who it is because you don't know anybody's autograph. I lost all those sticky notes. So I have a bunch of boxing gloves and I was like, I don't know who the fuck <laughs> these people are. So they're in a box right now until I can match these autographs together. So there's I have. Uh, I got like six boxes of just boxing gloves, autographed boxing gloves. And I don't know where to put them. I have wow. no idea where to put them. I have My one box. What are you going to do with these? <laughs> I, and I thought that was want some of these because I, I have, 
Listen, I'll take them. I have I, a ton. What you, you know what, what I'm saying? Like this week? Yeah, of course. Sure. Why not? <laughs> like, I got one, and Elena's framed it in like this glass box because I was like, I got a glove. It's the Wild of Fury 2 glove. So, like, I have a glove. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so I thought it was like big shit. I was like, oh, I got all these credentials and a glove. Now you got six boxes of gloves. Yeah. Yeah, just just boxing gloves. Like I just made with a hat this. and glove, made with a bird of glove. Tons of them. You know what else I got? They sent me a bottle of uh made with uh McGregor's team sent me a bottle of proper 12 this week. And I, I got that in the mail. Canelo's team sent me a bunch of stuff. And I know people would be like, Does that compromise how you feel? I don't care. Like if you send me like it's not like I'm taking money. They send me stuff. Hen- well, and the Canelo stuff came from Hennessy. So that's Hennessy. It's not Canelo. And the Proper 12 stuff came from Proper, Proper 12. Even though it was McGregor's team, they were just like, hey, you want to send you a bottle of Proper 12? I was like, all right. It's not the, I mean, it's like, fine. Listen, I'm last, not going to cheer for him. No, last, <laughs> like, you know last what McGregor gonna... fight, what they gave us, they gave me a bottle. And I was walking around with that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we just, we went to yeah. eat pizza and we drank the entire bottle of Proper 12 at the pizza spot. Chilling, yeah, because they were just giving us gigantic bottles of proper toilet. So yeah, listen, I'm not not above that. (laughs) I'm here for anything free, by the way. Like my opinion cannot be bought. Yes, like you're still gonna catch you hot takes, but if you wanted to send me shit anyway, like cool. By the way, this we're taking all sponsors for this show as well. So whatever, whatever you guys want to do, we're open for business. So it was a great weekend, though. We had a blast. It was dope. But it was all about the fight. So let's hit our break, come back. We'll talk about the card to start off, and then everything Conor McGregor after that. Don't go anywhere. We're talking about UFC 264 after this. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? Time to talk UFC 264, as promised. We'll get to Connor, right? Like, we, we all know what's happening. We all know what happened. We'll give you our takes on it. No, no, listen, we don't have time to, to waste. People want to know that we can work back. We can work from the top work down. Because people don't, people don't want to wait. Like, people listen to this show do not want to wait for us to talk about Connor. They want to know about Connor right now. You want Connor right now? All right, fuck it. Connor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, main event, the trilogy fight. Connor won seven years ago. Dustin Poirier won not even seven months ago. He won like four months ago in the rematch. And then now we get to the trilogy fight. Much anticipated. Connor comes out. The atmosphere is great. People are buzzing. By the way, Connor McGregor has top three entrants ever in UFC history. Incredible. Comes out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Poirier comes out, everything's buzzing. Poirier's not phased by the bullshit. He, much like Nate Diaz was against Connor and Habib to some level, but Habib was genuinely pissed, as pissed as I've ever seen him. 
but Nate and Dustin really just don't care anymore. Like, Dust, Nate's never cared. Dustin reached a point where he honestly doesn't care. Like, he's not intimidated. He's not scared of the big moment, the big pay-per-view. You can't talk him out of shit. He's just like, whatever. And that helps so much against a guy like Conor McGregor. So he's loose. He's limber. He's just ready to get in there and have a fight. I guess anyone. He's just ready to fight. So he goes in there. They uh, don't touch gloves. Fight gets underway. Conor McGregor starts off strong. First minute is Conor McGregor, right? Leg kicks. He's throwing push kicks down the middle, which I love. He didn't throw any of those in his past fight. I'm like, cool, this is vintage Conor McGregor. He does a spinning kick to the body. That lands. Vintage Conor McGregor. You're dictating space and range. This is what you need to do. Then, after the first minute, the next 25 seconds is all Dustin Poirier. Poirier finds a way to with it, close that range, get in close, hits McGregor twice. McGregor hits him with the left. Cool, they circle a minute and 20 into the fight. Dustin Poirier hits him with a three-piece. It's jab, hook, uppercut. Land as clean as you can on anyone. Conor McGregor, people like Conor was rocked. He shot for a takedown. He didn't shoot. Conor McGregor, unfortunately, didn't circle the cage and gain distance like maybe an old Conor McGregor would do or a striking fighter would do. The boxing training and habits he has picked up went into motion, and he tried to boxing clinch. He put his head in Poirier's chest and tried to boxing clinch him. He didn't try to take him down to the ground. He tried to clinch. I'm like, Connor, the rest are not going to break you up and give you space. What are you trying to do? Dustin Poirier then walks his ass back to the uh, edge of the octagon. Connor's back is on the octagon. I'm like, here we go. World of trouble. This is what took, you know, Connor out in their last matchup. No space. Poirier again has Connor's back against the cage. Poirier lets loose. This time, Poirier goes for a takedown, like he did first round of the last fight. Connor grabs his neck clean, decides, I'm ending this shit right now. Guillotine time. Gets Poirier on the ground. Listen, for 10 seconds, 5, 10 seconds, Poirier said so as much in the post-fight interview um, backstage with Megan Olivi. That shit was deep for 10 seconds. By the way, Poirier's better on the ground. He doesn't panic. He does almost a, a headstand. Legs and feet go up onto the cage. He uses that to pop his head out. And now with two minutes and 30 seconds left, his head is out. He's in top position. Time to get to work. Connor lands a couple of good elbows to the side of the head, back of the head. Dustin starts like, no, fuck this. You ain't hit me. Ground and pound. Elbows raining down on Connor. Buddies his lip. We see what you're supposed to do in top control. Dustin Poirier raining down on Connor. But still, Connor, like he showed against Habib, like he showed against Chad Mendez before then, decent enough defense. Poirier was hitting him. Connor wasn't expending energy trying to move his hips, get out of there. He's just trying to survive. He's he doing pretty well, covering up when he has to, being offensive when he has to, not much energy being expended. That takes us to the last 10 seconds of the round. Where Connor's like, okay, cool, I can get up. He, you know, gets Dustin off of him, which is impressive in that spot. Gets off of him, they get back to their feet. Both men look relatively fresh still. Dustin was pounding on Connor. He has great cardio. Connor wasn't giving a ton of energy because he really gets tired out when he throw punches. He, he, Khabib had him on the ground for the first two rounds of their fight. He won the third round. Like he, he's fine with that. 
he reserves energy in that place. Till they break, they both throw haymakers. Two right hands, either of them connects. It's a wrap for the other one. They both miss. Barely both miss. Then they both step back. Poirier steps back to regroup. Cool. Connor steps back to regroup. His leg buckles. Ankle gets caught the wrong way. Bone snap, tibia, amphibia. He crumbles to the ground. It's a wrap. Fight over at the end of the first. Connor cannot continue. Broken, well, he broke his leg, not his ankle, but it's right above his ankle, tibia, amphibia. Dustin Poirier wins by TKO, technically, but it's a doctor stoppage. And that is how it played out. Dre, I will tell you off rip before you take it from here. I know we, we disagree. I, I, granted, I'm not saying Connor deserves an immediate rematch, but we disagree in the point of Connor wasn't getting dominated for normal Connor fights. I, I've seen him in that position. I like Connor in that position more than I like Connor throwing a million punches and not knocking someone out. So I, I thought the second round had plenty to go. It could have went either way. The fight was just starting. Dustin won a round. He, like people win rounds. So I didn't think Conor McGregor was in a world to hurt. And yeah, I think the broken leg did decide the fight more than it was an omen that Conor was just going to get boat raced for the rest of the fight. I vehemently disagree. Conor didn't do shit in that first round. No, yes. that's Conor didn't do shit in that first round. I, I have I'll, t- I'll tell you why. To show you different. You can show me the 20 Gettys all you want, but Conor came out throwing two roundhouse kicks that barely landed. He threw a few leg kicks that Poirier checked that didn't do nothing with him. Poirier threw a leg kick, froze Conor, landed a right hand. They threw a little bit. When Poirier got him on the ground, that Conor wasn't going to get that guillotine. Come on. That was out of straight desperation. It wasn't desperation, but it it was Conor thinks what we think, right? I got to win in the first seven. And he thought that was his shot to win in the first seven. Bullshit. He panicked. That's what happened. I think he, he panicked. Saw, he I did not think he, think he was opportunity to Come finish. on. Conor McGregor has one submission in his career, and it's a rear naked choke. Do you think he really thought he was going to get a guillotine on Dustin Poirier? Yes. Yes. I think in the moment, he thought, I got him, and I'm going to sub him, and oh my God, okay. I'm going to shock the world. I think his confidence and his hubris is that high. Well, then he's stupid, because from that point, yeah. Poirier got out, didn't have much of a problem, and completely dominated him on the ground. Yep. He hardly missed any elbows and punches. Yeah. And to say Connor was not tired is ridiculous. And the only reason that Connor got up, watch the fight again. Connor puts his fingers in Dustin's glove yeah. and is pulling him into those up kicks. Yep. That's the only reason that Dustin let him up. Yep. Otherwise, Connor would have still been on the canvas. It was a 10-9 round. Some people say it was a 10-8 round. Was 10. I don't think it was a 10-8. No. But Connor didn't have much left. He was breathing hard. He was not. He didn't have hard. much left. Like yes, he was. Come when on, he got man. I watched the fight that again. punch. Yeah, I watched it too. He was tired. That punch, he, he was tired. Was fine. That that was Connor versus Mendez, and we see how that went. <sighs> no, it was not Connor. That versus was Connor Habib because Connor was on the it, ground no, two rounds no. of that taking punishment and won the third. Please stop, Kel. Please. Connor gets tired by throwing in volume. He could do that shit all day. He get beat on all day. That's on not the true. ground. He gets beat on all day. He's fine. 
He got tired throwing a million punches fine. in the third rounds against Habib, had shit left in the fourth, and quit when Habib barely choked him. In the first and second, Dude. he showed decent ground defense, got up, and he wasn't tired at all. He got absolutely owned on the ground by Poirier. The, the Did end Poirier of that fight take was him academic. Down? It was Did Poirier take him down? Yes. Connor no. going for that guillotine was because he was going took down. Yes. down. Connor went for the guillotine. Please stop. It wasn't a dominant Please stop. first round. A guy won He was a going round. down. He was not going down. He could have literally got an underhook instead of fucking uh, guillotine because his arm is underneath already. Underhook, move Poirier back going up, to taken down. circle, and then Kel, bounce he, from the cage. Kel, he was not getting He hit. was going to get taken down. Do you think that Conor McGregor really wanted to go for that guillotine? Are you, are you telling me yes, that, that he I thought his he advantage wanted, was going for that guillotine? Yes, I think he... So, yo, I'm going right. to tap him. Okay. Okay. But you're stupid. Right. This guy is a black belt. Right. And, but I think he's. So you don't think was, you don't think yes, Dustin going was going to take him down regardless? No, you don't think I, Dustin I, was going to take him I down. I think Connor could have got the underhook, moved him up, and they okay. would have went chest to chest again. Then you're some Muay Thai shit. You got to get off the cage. But I, I think he had two options in that scenario. He chose four. Which not really, because okay. Dustin said himself, it was deep. Dustin was like, fuck. Like, this asshole got me against the cage. And then he was like, no, the cage is right here. I'm good. So, but Connor does that and gets three more feet of separation away from the cage. Dustin's in trouble. But Dustin, Dustin's too smart for that. Like, Dustin knew exactly where the fuck he was. As soon as he calmed down, he was like, oh, I got this shit. Um, but that's hmm. something Connor should have thought about. But I think Connor went into auto... Connor in the first seven minutes is a finisher. We've only seen him finish people with punches, but I think at that point he was like, I'm going to finish. And it, it was dumb. Like he just went for the finish. But that's Connor McGregor by nature. By submission. He'll Conor go for the finish if he bites him with a fucking toe. But he knows he's gonna no, do it in the first seen. seven minutes. No but one's giving him that chance. It. He knocks people out before they ever yeah. give him a chance. And he's still, dude, Connor at lightweight and welterweight is not the same Connor as 145. I agree. And we, you've already seen that. I agree. Not, not to mention, we can ask not him. To mention, we can Connor ask him. You, you want to ask him next time we, next time this fight, because he's coming back. You want to ask him? Yo, you're going to believe him? Guillotine. I mean, what, you're going to believe him. Have? Whatever he says, you're going to believe him. I mean, at you're going to believe him. You're going to believe. Come on, Kel. You're going to believe Connor McGregor. What? And uh, this is another tell the point. truth. This is another point. People, and this is outside. Listen, if, if he was going to lose, he was going to lose. I don't give a fuck. But I think there was just more to play out because I see Chen Mendez rain down and, and cut him and split him. It was a long time Chad ago. Mendez, okay. no, stop, but stop. Chad I, I saw Habib do the, the same couch. thing. I saw Habib oh, do the same God. thing to him for two rounds. He beat Habib in the third. So I, I, I get you, but I, I wanted to see it play out. It wasn't. He didn't get tapped. Player, but I, he didn't get stopped. Dustin won around. Like, and this let's is not exaggerate. And this is why. This is why Connor got bailed the fuck out. Connor was not winning this fight. Regardless, I know you say, oh, know. you know, this, he won around. I know, and this is why I said this is the best thing that happened to Connor. This is why I wrote a column that said the best thing that happened to Connor is an injury, because if he would have lost, it would have been embarrassing. Oh, it's curtains. And now that it's he's Jake Paul. Jake and now Paul that he has it. Now he's an injury. Now he has an injury and lost that fight. People yep. like yourself could say, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So because now there's a fourth don't. fight. Okay. So I, now I, there's and a I'm not saying fight. he deserves a fourth. 
immediately just I, off I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm just saying because people are going to say he didn't because he didn't technically lose by knockout. He's, you know, who knows what happened in second in the second round in the yeah in the second round. Who knows yeah. what would have happened? But is he, that wrong? He was saved by an injury. Like, I is mean, that say fundamentally wrong? You no. can say it. It's fine. You can say yeah, it. I just truth. disagree that much would have changed. That's fair. He would have went down again. That way, but no one knows. Okay. Yes. There, anything can happen in MMA, right? Yep. But let's be real here. There wasn't a moment where Connor had Dustin in any kind of trouble. No, Not a single no, second in that no, first. No, that went to the ground way earlier than I thought. To be honest, it went to the ground way earlier than I thought. I thought Connor taking it to the ground was a mistake. I thought he could see the finish, but come on, that's not your game. You split, and while like, you got not the to energy, mention, you 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 throw hands. <laughs> like his other his, his other. Here's the other problem with Connor. He yeah. opens a fight the same way every time. He's either throwing a hard left hand or he's throwing a roundhouse kick. He yep. spends a lot of energy in the first 30 seconds of the fight. Tons. Every fight he does is shit. Those roundhouse kicks are and not easy. <laughs> not easy. No, they're not easy. And then they don't, they don't necessarily do anything. Mm-hmm. And now he's throwing leg kicks and Dustin's like, you're really going to throw some leg kicks? The first leg kick that Dustin threw froze Connor. Froze him. Froze him in his tracks. You know why? Because Connor doesn't know how to check a leg kick. I, when he tried to check a leg kick, it didn't work. Okay. He doesn't know how to properly check a leg kick. I would say he was te- when I watched it, he checked that one, but he can't do shit else while checking it. So I agree hundred percent. He focused so much on checking it. His entire body froze. He had nothing to do, it but- with a fucking flurry of punches that rocked his whole shit. Like it, Dude, he can't, listen, he he can't was, walk and chew gum. If he's gonna check leg kicks, no, he can't do shit else. If that makes sense, this, this it's not it's not Connor's game. It's not yeah. Connor's game. Poirier's a little bit too well rounded for this shit. Yeah, Connor's not the powerhouse that he was at forty five and fifty five. He no. was bailed out by an injury, and and now he's going to be able to say, "I didn't lose the Dustin because I was injured." Yeah, and he's going to take a year off because this injury is going to take a while to heal. Uh, and he has months. two options. There's no ligament damage. Six he months, eight months. Yeah, but he won't. He won't fight for probably a year. He'll, he's got to go back to the lab. No, he'll he'll fight again. He has to go back to- next January or February. No. Yep. No. No way. Bro- broken bones. It's July. Kel. Six weeks. You're good. Yep. January, February. He'll it's, fight again. It's I'm July. Just, I will say That's it now. January. We'll see how it plays off. But, Six months. He'll Kel. be back. Six, seven months. You want to make a bet? You want to make a bet right now? Because you're saying six months it takes to heal. The man has to train, Kel. The man, he'll be back in the octagon in six to seven months. I don't even know. I will not make a bet because I don't don't know the time frame of Dustin challenging for the title and then, you know, getting ready for another fight. He won't be ready to fight in six months. He has to train. The bone has to heal before you train. I understand. And then you have to train for a fight. I get you. Six weeks. This motherfucker would be running sprints at 100%. I understand bone and ligament damage are very different. I will let you know that. And that's it. Okay. So Weidman is, is driving and training anywhere. for a reason. When you don't have ligament damage, no matter how bad that it looks, you can get back in very quick. Now, are you 100%? Are you going to be amazing? All this stuff. That's, listen, that's a whole different conversation. But bone breaks. 
in sports, they're like, oh, you broke your bone? Thank God. Any ligaments done. Because bone breaks are way better than ligament damage. That is what I'm telling you. Yes, Wearing clean breaks, ACL is clean nine breaks are better. Yes, nine months, 10 months now for ligament damage in an ACL. Breaking a bone is six weeks. Then you can start getting back in, putting pressure, getting out of your cast, which then that's a month and a half. So then you get five months, six months on top of that to train and get back to yourself. That's seven months. Okay. If you say so. February, March, you'll be back in. He, January, I January, think. not February, March. No, I mean, Jer- January could be, but I mean, it's too soon. again, the Poirier timeline is, is, is what fucks it up. You know, like, I don't think he should get an immediate rematch. Not really. Um, but he, I, I he won't. He will. Dana White, I believe, is is very adamant that Poirier will go for the title. Whatever happens there, Connor will fight Poirier next. If Poirier is the champion, then Connor is fighting I, for a belt. If Poirier is not, then I, I see. I, I ab- dude, no, no. I absolutely, positively, that won't happen. Okay. That you won't know. happen. A man coming off of two losses is going to. You think Conor without what? winning a fight when Justin Gaethje is sitting right there. Conor McGregor will fight for the title hell, when he comes hell, back if, Donner, hell, if Dustin Poirier is the champion. If Dustin's a champion, you think he's going to, you think, Conor first McGregor of all, will you, fight think Dustin's, the title. you think Dustin's going to agree for that. Yes, because Dustin will never That's get first, another first payday. Thing. That payday is different. Dustin will fight him tomorrow. He's not stupid. It's a guy he can easily beat no, he's not for stupid. a lot of money. What is he going to fight Justin Gaethje dude, for dude. a mil and a half or fight Connor for nine? After you beat dude. this guy twice in a row fairly easily, yes, he will take it again. Come on, Dre. You you know this. Come on. It won't be. You the, know it, he it will won't take be. It. Listen, it won't. Connor McGregor will not get an immediate rematch upon his return with, with okay. Dustin Poirier unless Poirier is not champion. That's the only way that fight okay. happens. Connor's gonna Connor's gonna need to win a fight. If if Justin Gaethje fights between now and then and wins, you don't think that Justin Gaethje will get the first crack at that title? Nope. You're nuts. Nope. Conor McGregor has a losing record at welterweight and lightweight. Nope. And I know that people say, oh, okay. All There's right. a lot of pay-per-views okay. that say differently. Purchase it. You know who Connor will fight? You know who Connor will fight? He Nate should Diaz. fight Nate. He should. I would agree. He should fight Nate, get a win if he can. Because that's not a given win at this stage of con. If he can. But it, it won't it Nate. won't immediately but be Dustin Poirier. No. And he, here's the other reason why I won't. Here's the other reason why. I put him in against RDA. Before yes. Before Nate. Here's why. It, um, but I'm telling you, here is why it won't happen. First, because Dustin Poirier's timeline to fight Charles Oliveira probably won't be to the end of the year. Yeah. If Dustin yeah. Poirier were to beat Charles Oliveira in like December, mm-hmm. that means Dustin's not coming back again till the summer. No. If Connor wants to fight, yes, because Dustin's already just did about four months time off. Yeah. Okay. But money talks. You think he wants to do another one? We're on Connor's. No, schedule. no. Do you think he wants to do it? Yeah. No, you're not. We are on Connor's schedule. No, you're not. Did you just start Dude, covering the sport stop. yesterday? Stop, Come on, you know stop, stop, you know stop it, stop it. Ray. Conor McGregor. You're, you're giving Dana a lot of credit for following, for following rankings, for following what 
the the smart decision is for giving someone a title no, shot when they not, deserve it. Smart for giving guys time off. You, have, you know what? Then Connor will fight for Kel, an interim belt. Kel, stop it. All right. Stop it. Okay. If he gave he can only do so much the with Black the, Beast an oh interim belt to fight in Houston. When Ngannou asked for a month, he's not going to give Connor a title. Come on, come on. Look, if you if you're going to talk about interim title, that's not fight. That's not fighting Poirier. This is Again, the only point I'm making. But I think Poirier is not going to pass up on nine million. <laughs> like I, I don't think so. I think he'll fight. It won't, the, the day after won't he fights line up. Oliver. The fight, yeah. the fight with McGregor is always going to be there. Just like the Nate Diaz fight is always there for Connor. Okay. If Poirier's the champion. And beats Charles Oliveira at the end of the year. If that fight happens at the end of the year, Charles will probably be ready to fight. Dustin just did a quick turnaround. I don't think he wants to immediately go into a title fight because Charles Oliveira is a completely different fighter than Conor McGregor. Fair. is going to want to take his. That'll happen November, December. End of the year, more than likely. End of the year. It's it's July right now. Charles Oliveira won beat Michael Chandler. It was at April, March. That's that's the timeline they want to fight. They would yeah. like to fight January, December, January. Conor McGregor is not going to get one if he's ready to fight in January. Obviously, that means he's not fighting Dustin Poirier or Charles Oliveira. Conor's gonna have to fight RDA. Also, Conor McGregor is probably gonna be ranked six tomorrow. Okay. And I know you say, oh well, the Dana White, the ranks don't matter. But here's the here's the other thing. Dana gave the quote yesterday. I'm not making this up. So I'm not, yes, I'm not speaking that, out my ass. He said, he like, said that, and then afterward, he also said, I don't know. We have to see. Because okay. just because you think, yes, he's going to get a fourth fight with Dustin, but it's always there. If Dustin were to lose to Oliveira, yeah, you make that fourth fight. If mm-hmm. Dustin beats Oliveira and is a champion now, Connor's going to have to fight somebody like RDA. Here's why. So Dustin can fight who? fights. No, okay, that's cool. He'll defend if, the title if, against Gagey. If, no, because you're not... It's then losing money on a title fight. You, this is a company. The timeline, Kel, stop, stop, then stop. Then they'll stop, have Conor wait. Then they will it. have Conor wait. Stop it. Because stop it. this is a company no, they that won't. cares about titles. You think oh, Conor wants to wait? Conor will do whatever. You think Conor wants Connor, to wait? Conor, no, th- I'm telling you, Dustin will fight whenever Conor wants to fight. I and if he has the belt, then that do is you, a title fight. Do you fight. really think, first and foremost, how much more do you think Dustin Poirier made from it fighting Conor McGregor? You know the UFC. How much more money do you think Dustin Poirier more. really got? Six times What's exponentially make against anyone else. Oh, so he's like, what, a million dollars? No, I, I, I think <laughs> he would make a million against anyone else, plus pay-per-view points, which the pay-per-view is not going to sell now. that fucking much. Yeah, but I mean, the, going forward, the pay-per-view is not going to sell that much. Um, without Connor on the card, like Poirier's still not a household name. No one's buying Poirier like that. Um, he's not even Master though, like where you became a star, like off of some shit, or Nate, where you become a star of fighting Connor. Um, no, so he's not going to sell crazy amounts. So maybe it makes 1.3. Let's say that against Connor. That's not six times with pay per view points because this time he's coming in with the record, all this stuff. Not the first fight, not, I mean, excuse me, not the second fight, but off of this third one. Yeah, he made a good, a good five six mil. Maybe you think seven. he made five or six million? Yep. You think Dustin Poirier made just made seven million dollars? Correct, because Connor made like 40, 50. Yep. I think I think this was an eighty five fifteen deal. 
which then puts you at five or six mil. There's there's no such thing as 85-15 deals in the UFC. No, I'm just, you know I'm this. Just, yes, I am. There's no split. That. No, because you don't know what there's the fuck no split. You know Conor He's going to make whatever and you he know Conor making is. Yeah. But I, Conor's I, not splitting pay-per-view. No, but like, I think when you beat Conor, just like Nate, I think they, they will overpay you to get that trilogy. And I, I believe, yes, they overpaid him because that's the fight. Again, Conor says, I want this fight. You go and you make that fight. So, yeah, I believe um, he got six, maybe six and a half. Dude. From this bottom line, so Dustin Poirier. There's a reason he didn't fight for the belt. There's a reason he didn't fight for the belt against Oliver. Yes, because he wanted to settle. He wanted no, to settle because he wanted. He, he knew I could beat this guy, and the money is yes. Here. Why and, are we fucking noble? He did it. This is a prize fighting sport. He's not. Listen, Poirier's a great guy, but he's not above wanting to make money. He's not fucking the Pope. Oh my God! This man said, "I want to fight Conor because he knew it was a payday. Because it was five, six yes. times more than he's fighting against anyone else." And he, and he got the payday. And you know what Poirier said after the thing? I want to see Conor win a fight. Poirier said, "We're gonna fight." You, 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 you want to know? You want to know why? You want to know why? But you, you know think why he holds the cards? No, no, no. Do you want to know why he wants to see Conor win a why? fight? Because now he, he does hold the court cards. He doesn't hold shit. Okay. Nothing. Okay. He holds nothing over Conor McGregor. Okay. The why did want to Conor fight Cowboy and not somebody rank? Because Conor needed the to get back in the rhythm, and he wanted a confidence boost. Conor held the cards of who he's fought. Okay. Conor can fight whoever he wants. If Dustin, listen, Dustin can feel however he wants. Dustin doesn't hold shit over Conor McGregor. Okay. Zero. All right. So you could beat him a million. Dustin could beat him five times in a row. Okay. If, like if that's selling. what you think is about to happen, you think I, I think Dana's going to give Conor whatever he wants, as he should. I don't. Within reason. No, he shouldn't. Why Within should reason. he? Within why, reason. Why should he? Because if you're giving fighters what they want and what they ask for, you're giving it to Conor McGregor and not Dustin Poirier. Dustin, shut up and take whatever money I give you. Go make that's hot you sauce. You're wild. Yeah. You think that's... Oh my God, okay. I think Dana cares about All right. three or four athletes every 10 years. Conor is one. Poirier moves a needle like that. Okay. Does, Dana's like, yo, you fight the fuck out tell you to fight for That, that doesn't matter. matter. Connor can fight anybody. Connor fights whoever he wants to fight. Okay. And that's it. If they really? Connor fight somebody, Dana he flies fight, a plane. He, he fights whoever he wants to fight. You think Connor yeah. Dana charters a plane, he goes out there, he said, Connor, please. So what happened when Connor wait, here's the, here's why you should fight Cowboy Cerrone and not a tough fight coming Wait, back. wait, Connor, hold on, here's hold my on, offer hold on. to you. If Connor gets if if Connor fights who he wants to fight, why didn't he get a rematch with Khabib? Instead of Cerrone? Yep. I don't know why he took time off. Why did he take time off after the Habib fight? Because he couldn't get the fight. That's why. Habib, yeah, Habib's a man of principle. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, man of principle, who gives a shit? If, Dan, if Connor holds all the cards, you can fight whoever you want. You know what Connor kept saying he wanted to fight? Khabib to make him off. Did that fight happen again? No. I got to check Habib's retirement date. Because I believe if Habib doesn't retire, Dana tries to talk Habib Habib, into it, but I don't don't know if Habib Habib, Habib goes for it. uh, uh, Wait, 
When when did Habib retire? He retired last November. Would it be Justin Gaethje? Yes, and then okay. Poirier when, fight came about in February. I think Conor was still hmm. when when Habib won. Conor was like, I want that fight, and I think Dana was thinking about it. Fuck Poirier, fuck whoever. No, but listen, listen, because Poirier. No, was. listen, Kel. Listen, yeah. Conor beat Cerrone. Correct. Conor wanted to fight Khabib. Yes. Khabib was supposed to fight Ferguson. Yep. That fight fell through. Yep. Gaethje beat in. Ferguson. Yep. If if Cowboy, I mean, if uh, if Conor McGregor gets whatever he wants, he why didn't he get the rematch with instead of? No, no. Instead why didn't of, he get Khabib? That's the fight that he wanted. Since, yeah, yeah. since he Dana White saying he Conor McGregor. He should have been fighting Habib in November is what you're saying. I'm saying Conor wanted to fight and Dana yeah, told him no. instead of Gaethje. Yeah. Habib's a motherfucker. Habib's ain't... But I'm just saying. I, I mean, that's that's but true. My point... That's my point very is, true. Conor I, I, doesn't necessarily get everything he wants. No, but I, I don't know if... That's, that's the only Habib. fight... <laughs> that's a weird word compared to I'm just oranges. No, no I'm, I'm just telling you, because prior to this, yes, Habib, Habib was, told what was it? Dana go fuck wait, himself wait, no, no, and, no, no, and listen, shove the listen, money. No, listen, 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 listen. What was the biggest UFC pay-per-view of all time? Uh, McGregor Aldo? Habib and Conor McGregor. Oh, no, no, no. Habib and Conor. Yeah. So if you're saying money talks and Dana only cares about money and the biggest fight that can be made is Conor and Habib and Conor, de- and Conor demands that fight and they go to Gaethje? Because they listen to Connor, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Connor yeah, the one who made the decision. unless Noah B was like, "Fuck you, I'll retire right now." <laughs> like, I mean, Abib is crazy. I'm just so yeah, you. I get you. If Abib outright refuses, which I mean, he's a man of precedent. Dana White tried to talk about a retirement eighteen fucking times, and the man's like, "Yo, I'm retired." Then I, if he's like, "I'm not fighting Connor," then he's not fighting Connor. Um, it's not but, like John Jones is so much tell of- him to go home. But is there so much of Habib saying, no, I'm not going to fight him? Or yeah, like they, he said, you know, I just want him to win a fight. Also, Bob, but he won against Cerrone. But Habib was like, no, that doesn't count because it's not a 155. Who gives like, a shit? Habib, nobody gives a shit. Okay, but Habib was like, I want to see him win a fight. He went and won a fight. And then Habib was like, no, nah, that's still not good enough. So Habib didn't care. Habib was like, no, nah, I'm not giving this clown money. You're fighting, it's, blown it's up, very you're fighting a blown up Canelo. Yeah, it's very Canelo-ish where Canelo's like, I don't give a fuck what Triple G does. No, I'm not giving him a fight. Like that that's the case. So, like, so you I'm not look fighting at, him. You look at the bad blood that we just had with Poirier just said he'll Poirier. fight him again. Yes, he's so now, going, but you he put also that on said the table. same he also said in that same press conference, Connor if I'm champion, Connor needs to win a fight. Yeah, I don't I don't because think he holds those cards, sir. We'll see. I, I don't think, think he holds those cards. I think cards. he does. I do not because You're, the thing I, is I Connor needs to win a fight. Con- cool. No, could, I'm telling Connor you that Connor needs to win. Then a Connor fight. Would, will fight Nate and cash out. Sure. If Dustin, there you go. If Dustin gives up the nine mil, which I don't think he will, let's say eight or nine mil for another fucking fight, because this will probably be bigger. If he wants to walk away from that, which I don't think he will, as champion, how are you God walking bless. away from it? It's still there. No, it's how not are you still walking there, away if from it? Loses it's still again, there. Why it could is be it? a wrap? It's not going to be a wrap. Okay. It's Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor just got knocked. Dude, he's three. Then you think you're not always going to be champion. Like, so at this point, then he's never going to work his way into fighting a champion. And then you're a rap anyway. Who? Conor. If Conor loses to what I'm saying is instead of taking a Poirier fight, you say Conor got to get a win. If you're if you're a Poirier, Conor got to get a win. 
He fights Nate. He loses. He does. Then you're never making that money. It's not there again. Because you set if the precedent Nate, that he has to win could to be RDA. fight you. Cool. Sure. If RDA Washington. Then you set the precedent that okay. he has to win to fight you. You're never getting the 10 mil. For what? Do you know how much... Do you think? Do you think that Dustin? These guys do you think stupid. that Dustin is a part of? No, no, no. Do you think there's a part of Dustin Poirier right now that wants to torture Conor McGregor? Sure, but I think there's a part of Dustin Poirier that knows this sport doesn't pay shit, and I'm gonna get this money. But he already. But he, he got a lot of money. He, you can always make more. Conor got a lot of money. You can always yeah, yeah, yeah. make more. That's fine. Mayweather got a lot of money. Conor's a man. Got a lot of money. He got twenty no, 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 no. mil listen, maybe listen, career earning. Listen, listen. Conor McGregor is all about money. Everyone Dustin in Fourier. is all about money. He is no, not a they're saint. not. He is no, not a saint. No, they're not. Dre, he is not a saint. What do you mean a saint? That doesn't When that you doesn't put a contract a in front of that, this man and you say you can fight Conor for X amount or you can fight Justin Gaethje again for a quarter, a fifth of the price, he's not stupid. Do you, you think Dana White's putting that contract? Dog, do you think Dana White is going to say, Connor, you should get a title shot? Yes. Connor's going to. Okay. Dana White will let Connor fight him if fucking Poirier has three belts on his waist. I, I ask you again if that was the case, why didn't Connor fight Ferguson uh, or Gaethje? Uh, why didn't Connor fight? No, 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 no. Why didn't Connor fight Ferguson or Gaethje and force the hand to say, no, it was a title eliminator, was it not? Yeah, but was it an interim title fight? Was it not? Wasn't that the number one contender fight? Oh, yeah. That he was called out Gaethje and they gave him Poirier. Wait, but wait. Why didn't, if that's the money fight, because mm-hmm. he's fighting for money, why didn't Connor get that fight? They offered Connor, like you're talking about not this fight, but the fight before. I'm saying Tony Ferguson, Which fight Justin are you Gaethje talking about? fought like. I'm talking about the Tony Ferguson Justin Gaethje fight after Conor beat Cerrone. He said he wanted Habib. If you wanted the fight so bad, because they didn't give him Habib, Habib said you got to win a fight. Was retired. Why? Wait, no, he wasn't. Oh Stop. no, no, you're he talking wasn't. a year before, January before. I got you. Continue. Yes, last January, yep. Conor beat Donald. Yep. In the spring, in spring, late, early summer, the first fight in, yeah. on Fight Island, yep. Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson fought. Yep. I will tell you, I will tell you, and that is because this is before Fight Island bullshit, blah, blah, blah. That is because Connor, they wanted Connor to step in late notice against Gaethje in April before UFC shuts it down for March. He said, I'm not doing a late notice fight, but I'll fight this guy. No problem. And then you hit the Rona and they were like, we can't pay you without fame. We don't have that infrastructure. We can't do it. And they shelved Connor, but then they figured out later in the year with Fight Island, Abu Dhabi, and Poirier was the only one without a fight. So they booked him against Poirier that, okay, we can make this work with Abu Dhabi money to let Connor fight. But there wasn't means uh, to pay Connor what he needed once shit hit the road. Hell, and you cannot say that's not where true. Did Ga- Connor wanted where did four fights fight? last year. Where did, he wanted where did four Gaethje fights. Fight? Where did Kel, you where gotta did pay fight? them the same? Where did Gaethje and Ferguson fight? They fought Fight Island. You do not have to pay them the same. Okay. Thanks. You shelf Connor because you have to wait, get stop, stop, money stop, for him. Stop, stop, Dre, stop, they had, stop. Where does the money come from? Where, stop. Where does the money come from for Conor McGregor? 
the money comes from not all pay-per-view. Are you kidding me? How much? Okay. Ticket sales go a lot Where into did, that. Sponsorship go a lot into that. They so how, how many Connor people were there? Wait, stop, stop. Front of wait, fans stop, stop. In Abu Dhabi, stop, Dre. Stop. Dre, they kind of have fans against Poirier and Abu Dhabi when they fought. How how many fans? In the Middle have? East, did they have fans? How many fans? How many fans? That is a site fee, Dre. That wasn't how many fight fans? island. You're telling me he fought in the same so, venue? Did, did he fight in the same venue? Because you're losing this. Did he fight in the same venue? Or did he have fans? Unlike they had when Ferguson and Gaethje fought. Because they fought in front of nobody. Where they, where they fight? They fought in the same location, in the same general area in Abu Dhabi. But one had fans and one didn't. Is that true? Did, did yes. one have fans and one didn't? Has yeah. Conor so ever fought in an empty arena, Dre? You answer me that? Yes, because you get a sight fee. You get people paying. You get fucking princes paying to watch Conor McGregor. No one was in attendance when the other two fought. So no when, did Conor fight, uh, when did Conor did fight? When did Conor fight support? Did he have fans? Hey, hold on. When did Conor fight does support? February. Did he have fans? Hold on, hold on. That's all I'm asking. Where did no, Khabib don't, don't fight? Hold on, hold fans? on. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Where did Go Khabib ahead. fight Justin Gaethje? Where did Abu Khabib Dhabi. fight Justin Gaethje? Okay. Did Are they pay? Saying, did they pay Khabib? Did they Wait, pay, did him they pay Connor money? Uh, Are you now? You're, you now you're just paid? talking fucking. I'm wild. asking you. They I'm didn't pay him forty you, mil. I'm asking you a question. They didn't pay him forty mil. I'm asking you a question. Yo, I'm. Did they, they pay Khabib? They paid him. Do you think they paid him counter money? Okay, thank you. Everyone doesn't you get think paid. They couldn't equal. pay counter. Yeah, that's, hold that's, on, hold on. Yo, that's a clown argument, do you bro. Think, that's a clown argument. Do bro. you think Everyone they couldn't have paid counter to fight Khabib? No, because you, you they need fans. Pay? You need sight fee. You need something. So they don't have, have the money. So, you, so you're telling me that? No, they weren't spending that money. I'm. I don't know their books, but they shelved him. He wanted to fight four times last year. The fucking Rona hit, and they shelved him. Come on. You don't want to, you can't want so to be right so, he, so much so, that you don't know reason. So then he, so then he didn't want to fight. Khabib. He's not going to fight for less than he's worth. What? Wait, come wait, on. Bro. I'm asking that, you a question. So that's did it. he want, that's it. Did now we're, now we're in the dumb realm. No, because he's not going to fight did for he less than he's to... worth. It's prize fighting, man. Now we're, now we're in the so dumb realm. Gonna pay him. Yeah, so Floyd should fight for fucking 10 mil because it's Corona. No, he's going to wait until after Corona. Like, come on. That's, you, okay. now you're at the point where you just want to be right. Where you're just I'm already right now. I ain't got to worry just, about being right. No, now, now you're just throwing out whatever to be right. right. All I'm telling they you, all him. I'm telling you, asked me why he didn't fight because it was okay. the Rona. They okay. couldn't pay him enough. He went out when they could pay him what he wanted to be paid. He was in a fucking yacht on the side of the stadium, not staying in a hotel. He wasn't quarantined. He was in a yacht walking into the stadium every day. A stadium. That Wasn't had everybody fans, else and that was a brand new stadium that they allowed fans in for the first time in like a year. He never fought in an empty arena with media, and that's it. So he didn't get the Khabib fight, right? Bro, he's not fighting for less than he's worth. That's I just asked you a question. Ridiculous. He, he said no, what he wanted. He didn't they get weren't, it. They okay, weren't paying you. him. That, he, uh, okay, now, thank you. Okay, he didn't get cool. what he wanted. That's cool, because he, he was get what he and they couldn't pay him. Cool. So you went no, by technicality. He didn't get what he wanted. What? Come on, man. That's that's your weakest argument. We've had a show for six years. That's your weakest argument yet. And that's just 
That's okay. just honest. Like, that shit's paper thin. Like, come on, you want him to fight for less? Okay. It's Conor McGregor. He's, you think, it, you really think he's going to get less? You think if he's going to fight, Khabib, no. he's going to get less? No, because they couldn't match what he wanted. Okay. If that's so they shelved him. That happened to many fighters. Okay. I saw, listen, without uh, going into depth, because I can't fucking talk about shit in my job, but there's a reason why Tyson Fury couldn't fight during the fucking Rona. There's a reason why Anthony Joshua couldn't fight until fans could come back. Like, come on. We know this shit. No, my whole point is, my whole point you is Connor's not works. going to get what he wants because he wants, to, and I'm just telling you, Connor's not getting what he wants because he says it. That was paper thin. All right. So, now that we're working backwards, well, with the fight in general, we got off topic. The fight in general, Connor loses, leg breaks. We both talked about what should be next. Poirier is going on to get a title shot. We agree, correct? Yes, we Poirier's do. getting the title shot. Cool. Whatever happens after that, it's still up in the air. The division, division will figure itself out. The injury allows Conor McGregor two or three more UFC fights. How much time mm. do you think this bought him? Because I, I think it might have been a wrap if he gets knocked out yesterday. I don't think so. I think if he would have lost, he still would have fought Nate Diaz. Okay. I'll give you that. Jake is so tempting, though, no? Jake yeah, was but you have to deal with... He has the stupid fucking Here's chain. the problem. But here's the problem. Dana doesn't want to do business with Jake. Oh, damn. He doesn't. But Showtime... Jake signing with Showtime, um, the same people yeah. that did business with Dana... With Floyd, right? I think well, you know uh, that's not that's not really Espinosa. No. It's more of a Heyman thing. It was more of a Heyman thing. That that is true. But I mean, Dana partnered with Showtime on a pay per view event. How about that? So it's more familiarity yeah. than saying like, "Yo, go work with Triller." <laughs> so I, I I think that gave me more like, okay, Dana doesn't want to give Jake shit. Let's be real, Jake. And I saw your tweet. Right on point. Listen, the messenger ain't the right messenger, but the message is pretty fucking spot on with Jake calling him out about the, the practices and how they pay people. That's not going to help Dana want to do business with him. But no, I think the uh... if you can have Connor win, because I, I think Dana thinks Connor knocks Jake the fuck out. So if you can have Connor win, get a little bit of money does. from Connor, Connor's profile heightens, the Nate fight is still there. I, I think Connor Jake could have been on the platter. Connor comes back to UFC after that versus Nate. And if for any reason he beats Nate, then you, you can finagle around what the fuck his future is after that. So I, I think so, Jake might have been next. I, there's one thing that I completely disregarded when it came to Jake Paul versus Connor McGregor. There's a pretty significant weight disparity. Yo, Connor is a lot Dude. smaller. But so was that is a I mean, pretty. Floyd this is a pretty significant. I, I didn't. I didn't think about it, and then I was like looking, and I was like, "Wait a second, it's thirty pounds." It's a pretty significant. <laughs> it's a pretty significant. It's, it's not like Floyd and Logan because Logan, you know, Logan Jake can actually fight. Yeah. So you do that if you. This is a pretty significant. There's a lot of issues. That's not. I'm not saying the fight can't get made. I'm not saying the fight can't get made. Yeah. But when it comes to like weight and all that shit, I was like, "Yo, this yeah. is actually." <laughs> Connor couldn't cut Difficult anything. to make in that regard. Like, no, he has to you come have in to fat. train. Yeah. 
You have to come in fat because your training is going to take, theoretically, weight off of you anyway, right? Like your body will go into autopilot. And you can't have that happen. So that's, yo, that's a whole different game. Like, can, uh, like, I did, I is different, just but what does he it. walk? Like 183? At the most, you can walk like 183? Yeah, maybe. Jake. You know, he's, he's a solid dude. Jake yeah. is like 200 pounds. Easy. Jake cuts if he has to. Last one, I think, was at Cruiser. That's tough. That, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, I don't know how the, the dynamics would work. Because Floyd said, fuck it. I just want Logan to get to this point, and I'll weigh whatever. Yeah, so, it doesn't matter. Like, it's Logan Paul. He's not a, he's not a threat. Yeah. But no, all. Jake, yeah, that's so, that's that's tough. Because Jake trains boxing 24-7. He's a bigger man, taller, the longer man. Connor's punches won't travel the same at all. They won't have any effect on Jake. Jake will, Jake will beat the brakes off of Connor. Oh yeah, that might not be good. I don't Jake, know. Like so, if we're looking at if we're looking at Connor's future, Connor has two fights that are big money fights: the Poirier fight, the RDA fight. Those fights are definitely big. Uh, not RDA. I'm sorry, Nate, Nate Diaz. Nate. But now he also has a, he hasn't he has, he has the RDA fight too. Yep. If he wants to take that fight, Connor has options because he's Connor. He can fight a brick wall. People are going to come out. Correct. It doesn't matter. So he's going to take his time off. Don't know. That fight was supposed to happen years ago. And then Nate stepped in. The fight's always going to be there. So the thing is, is Connor has to heal up. The best thing he can do, the best thing is him being away. Because the further he gets away from this fight and breaking his leg and people can create their own narratives and say, oh, well, Connor's going to come back in the second round and win the fight. Cool. Now Connor comes back. He reinvents himself. What Connor has to do more important than anything else is rededicate himself to MMA. Mm. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Because he did that a little bit this shit, time, but that the habits are hard yeah, to break, the, it looks like, you know. The the bad thing that Connor did was a quick turnaround mm. to fight Dustin again. Yeah. Reason being is you don't learn how to check leg kicks in about four months. Yeah. You just you don't. You don't learn how to tighten your stance. Like, there's a lot of things like, yeah, you train for a five round fight. You, that's there, even though Connor's a front runner. But the technique, the stuff on the technique, he hasn't been trained. He's been like doing boxing, you know, preparing for a Pacquiao fight that didn't fucking happen. He needs to go back to the lab and really figure his abilities out and work within his weight class. Yeah. He's not, he can't fight like he's a 45er anymore because clearly it doesn't work. He needs to just chill so in the gym a- in Ireland. Like just, just yeah, like he up. fight some of the young kids. He's like, not get get yeah, that back. There, there's the, the he's he's still fighting like he's fighting guys like Chad Mendes and Jose Aldo. And if you really look at that, he's too big for 45. When he fought at 45, he had a significant reach and height advantage in all of his fights because he was the big 45. Yep, but at 55. He's That's fighting a, a lot. Like somebody like RDA is a guy who would come down from welterweight to fight. You. Yeah. He fought Nate Diaz. He doesn't have those, those reach events. He doesn't have those things anymore. The, and the power doesn't travel because these guys are bigger and they're cutting down. Yep. Connor's he's not cutting as much weight. So now you have to, you have to retool your entire strategy when it comes to fighting. Cause now yeah. you got to recognize, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not knocking people out anymore. <laughs> yeah. You got to, how do I win a five round fight? Well, usually cardio and technique, but he seems to not have made that transition. He's 
he's the power pitcher who doesn't realize that they have to get a cutter or that their velocity yeah. went from 100 to 93 and you got to you got to touch the corners now right you got to set up your pitch count he doesn't realize that he's still trying to be a power pitcher yeah, like he's, he's trying to be those middle those middle late relief guys, the setup guys that yeah. you know you go for an inning and you, th- you throw every pitch at 100 miles an hour. Around this Chapman, and you see how this is working for my ages. yeah, this <laughs> is tears to my you eyes. know. And some guys, you look guys like at Chris Sale for instance. Chris Sale was a guy who came out of the bullpen, then he was a closer for the Sox, and then he was a starter. He learned how to put more pitches in his repertoire. He recognized I can't throw 100 miles an hour. I can't throw 98 at, at with every pitch. And then I stretch myself out. Connor's not stretched out. Connor doesn't know how to go five rounds. And now he has to because he can't knock these guys out. Exactly. And that's that's tough at the end, right? Like, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And this is the perfect example. Yeah, and, and, And the true question now is, how good is Connor McGregor? At this weight, I don't know. Granted, he's a champion at this weight, a past champion. But it's tough. Um. Who's to say? Another thing, I was I was doing a radio spot, and I was like, yo, it's weird, but it reminds me, and we make this comparison for a ton of people, but it reminds me of Roy Jones, right? When Roy went up in weight to get the heavyweight title and came back down, he was never the same. His body changed. The composition of his body changed. He lost some of that speed, right? He lost some of the twitchiness. He, he wasn't the same. When Connor said, yo, I'm coming in at 170 instead of 155 to fight Nate when RDA pulled out, Connor's body composition changed. If you watch, even when he cuts weight down to 155 again, watch how he looks. That long, lanky, that his physique has changed after he went up to 170. He can't get that karate stance back if he tried. His muscle composition is different after that fight. The people, remember when he used to make fun of people? Like, oh, they're just muscle-bound, blah, blah, blah. Like, they have nothing on me. The Mendez, the Aldo, he used to make fun of those people. And his body composition changed when he went to 170, and he turned into them. Yeah. So I, I, He's becoming, that he's becoming what he... Uh... So much. What he picked on. Because he went yeah. to 170 and he ate and he didn't train right for that one fight. You know, he just blew up. He was like, oh, whatever. And his body never recovered. And now he's stupid muscle bound for no reason. And he's not lanky anymore. Yep. And he doesn't have that range. And he doesn't have the, the fluidity. What happened to the, the touch butt? Right? What happened to Yoga Connor? Getting down in the monkey stance. He can't even get down in the monkey stance to start a fight. He's tightened up. He's muscle bound. It's not the same guy we saw back then. And I think the move to 170 nah, for those fights get... fucked him up. I don't, he'll never. He's got to figure guy. it out. Um, no, so he got to change. He's got to figure out. So he, he has fight. to adapt. But if he tries to keep fighting like who he was, like Roy tried to keep fighting like who he was, you're never going to catch that again. No, and it's very it's similar. The difference you. between. It's, it's a difference between guys who knock people out early and then learn how to go the distance. And the only thing, like the only 
problem with the Roy comparison is like Roy could go the distance and he was yeah. a guy who yeah. relied specifically on his athletic ability. Right. Yeah. But there's other fighters who had, had turned from knockout artists, then you move up and wait. And then, you know, similar to like an Adrian Broner, Adrian yeah. Broner is knocking out guys because he was bigger than them. So, but then when he went up and fought Pauly Malignaggi, he recognized, oh, I can't get this guy out of here. And I, he almost lost that fight. Then he bit off more than he can chew. And this is where the comparison lies with Adrian Broner and Conor McGregor. Yeah. He bit off more than he can chew with Marcos Maidana, just like Conor bit off more than he can chew with Nate Diaz. Because most people thought, like we thought, Adrian Broner was going to run over Maidana and Conor was going to run over Nate Diaz. Yeah. These are two guys who are, at the time, glorified journeymen. Where more so with uh, Marcos Maidana, he was thought of as a gatekeeper. He struggled against Amir Khan, came in this fight with Broner, looked like a stepping stone. And what Adrian Broner recognized really fast was that size matters. Connor recognized really fast that that size matters. So the better question is, is not Connor is, is he Roy Jones, is he Adrian Broner? It's also very possible. Like, but Think you can it. never go back down. The body composition changed. Can't go back. Broner, Broner, when he, he went can't up, go back down. The body composition changed. This motherfucker can't even cut to 140 anymore. Like, he hit 147. Yeah, like, like, granted, he was a monster at 130, 135. He went up, made the jump to 147 and could never come back to even 140. So, Connor, yeah, I agree. Right. They did the same. Like, you're but let's up. Take, let's take matters. it a step further. Let's take, let's take it a step further. Adrian Broner is, we always say he's like the worst three-division champion of all time, right? Because mm-hmm. what happened afterward is what everybody started pinpointing. Because it was like, oh, he won these titles. And, you know, people were putting him on pound-for-pound pound lists. People were saying how great he was. And then Adrian Broner made the mistake of getting fat, moving up, and not recognizing that you need to change his style. You can't pot shot anymore. You have to box, my friend. Yep. Because you're not going to win a 12-round fight. Go back to the Sean Porter fight. Adrian Broner couldn't pull the trigger. Because he's looking for the perfect shot. But those guys don't fall anymore. Remember, Connor? If I hit them, they will fall. Yeah. They don't fall anymore. They eat your shots and they keep coming. And that's what Nate Diaz did. That's what Dustin Poirier did. And now there's nowhere for you to go because you moved up in weight with your arrogant ass and didn't recognize that you need to retool your strategy to go the distance. Connor hasn't done it. Adrian Broner didn't do it. Connor's a highly decorated champion, first two division, uh, first man to hold two champions simultaneously in UFC history. But what, are the, what is the memory really going to be? He was a great businessman. Adrian Broner still makes a ton of money to fight. But are they really that good? We shall see. Yes, the rehab. We'll see what he has left. Let's hit our last break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the rest of the card. Even if boxing got to wait a little bit, maybe wait till next show. But we'll figure it out. Don't go anywhere. Talk more MMA after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Oh, 
What's up, fight fans? The notorious here. Just out of the surgery room. Everything went to plan. Um, everything went perfect. I'm feeling tremendous. We got six weeks on a crutch now, and then we begin to build back. Um, you know, I want to thank all the fans all around the world for your messages of support. I hope you all enjoyed the show. I want to thank all the fans in attendance at the T-Mobile Arena, 21,800 fans in attendance. The place was absolutely electric. Um, it would have been, it was a hell of a first round. It would have been nice to get into that second round and then, you know, to see what's what. But it is what it is. That's the nature of the business, a clean break of the tibia. And it was not to be, you know, Dustin, you can celebrate that illegitimate win all you want, but you've done nothing in there. That second round would have shown all. And, you know, onwards and upwards we go, team. We dust ourselves off, we build ourselves back, and we come back better than ever. Let's go, team. That's Conor McGregor's message after surgery today. We are back talking MMA to wrap up the show. Man, Dre, what do you think? Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. Whatever, Conor. Yeah, uh, more humble yeah, today you... than after the fight, though, when Rogan stuck a mic in his face two minutes after breaking his leg. I mean, look, man, Conor's... He took this this promo to this fight way too far, way yeah. too far. Yeah, I mean, he just said like, he DM'd her. He you, didn't say anything fucking wild, or he said she DM'd. But it her. don't matter. Yeah, it's like, man, you dragging people's wives in this shit. And the, you know, Dustin Poirier could have talked about D. Dustin Poirier could have talked about his rape case. Dustin yeah. Poirier could have done all that, but he didn't. He took the high road. And Connor saying all those things, but Dustin said in the post fight, you know, he's like, you know, I'm gonna kill you. And Dustin took that really personally. Um, and now Connor's, you know, I tell you, this is what he's gonna do. He didn't lose the fight. It's an yep. illegitimate win. All right. I mean, cool. It'll it'll build to what it builds to, right? He'll use it. We'll get another fight. Maybe he wanted to fight in Allegiant Stadium next. Maybe whenever him and Poirier fight, maybe it's in Allegiant Stadium, right? If they wait out the NFL season, if it's after that, then they could probably sell a fucking stadium, you know, Rona permitting. So we shall yeah, see. You got to make sure the travel restrictions are off. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. We're going to talk the rest of the card to end the show then. We'll start from the bottom of the card up as uh, normal. The biggest thing on the early prelims, Jessica I had a third eye. That cut was crazy. Cyclops, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And she was smiling and laughing. Shout out to whoever was the cut man. Because by the end of the fight, it wasn't bleeding at all. It was just a gaping hole on her forehead. That shit is crazy. And she almost won the fight. Yeah, I mean, it was a it, the fight was good. I mean, the right person won. Jennifer Lyon won. But Jessica I with that that cut, yeah, the third eye, the Cyclops. I was like, oh, we're in for a night. She, you know, I compared it to Stone Cold. The blood was streaming down her face. She was smiling. I was like, this girl's goofy. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, but, you know, it's a good fight. Uh, just guys, look, man, you don't really want to win these fights because you're only fighting to fight one person. That person is going to kill you. Yeah, so anybody wants to fight Bullet, go ahead and win. Like That's how Bullet's looking at this shit. He's like, you want to win a fight? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> so you lose. You got a big you got stitches in your head. Who have a nice little social media moment. You don't really want to win that fight. Everybody says they want to sh- fight a uh, shot at Bullet again. I don't think they really want to fight Bullet nah. again. No, no, she, she, talk about dominant people. Connor Poirier, she's dumb. 
So yeah, no, no one wants wants that yes. smoke. Um, you talk about Giles getting KO'd by Duplessis, which people have coined him DDP. So <laughs> I, love, I love that. Now every time he gets a knockout, if he doesn't go bang, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Very disappointed. So that yeah, he's like, he's gonna learn that. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, Ryan Hall gets knocked out by Tapuria. And, oh, my God. Like, Ryan Hall is such a puzzle to solve. And Tapuria had no problems with it. That was one hell of a fight. Dude, I said it on Twitter. Uh, You ever play somebody in Street Fighter who just spams fireballs? And you're like, all right, man, it's enough fireballs, right? But some people can't figure it out. Either either the early Street Fighter, like two turbo, you see the spamming fireballs or doing them fucking foot sweeps. Yeah, if you don't know how to stop it <laughs> and block the yeah, you don't know how to stop it, you're kind of screwed. But Ryan Hall was spamming that strange because we're not like an MNI roll. It was like a he was trying to do like a hip roll. It was really weird. And Tapar picked up on it really quick. And then Hall was like. He fights like he doesn't care, right? Hands down his side, and he's, like, looking for one thing. And nobody wanted to fight him, and I get it. But um, if anybody remembers uh, McLovin, they fought in the UFC, and then he fought Nate Marquardt because he was a jujitsu guy. He didn't know what to do, and he just jumped up and threw a flying knee, and Nate knocked him in the next week. It's kind of what Ryan Hall is. He's, like, a jujitsu guy, a great grappler, but if somebody could figure him out, somebody was like, Ryan Hall's getting cut. He's not getting cut. He's going to get another fight. It'll be on the prelims again, but the mystique of Ryan Hall is gone. He got knocked senseless. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Michelle Prairie versus Nico Price. Amazing fight. That was fun. Fight at night. Motherfucker. My opinion. Great. He fun. did a backflip. <laughs> Which is illegal. Backflip that Twitter points it out. You cannot kick a downed opponent in the head. Backflip or no backflip. Well, so he was foot stomped him while in the I, piece. While I agree with that, here's the problem. The referee is not thinking about any of this. When <laughs> Michelle does a backflip, he's not looking for a head stomp at this point. He's going, oh, shit, he's flipping through the air. He's not looking to see where his feet land because he lands on his head, yes, and then he falls into full mount. No referee on the face of the planet is prepared for that. So it's really hard to say, well, that yeah, that was illegal. The referee has to call it. I was surprised. I didn't look at it until the replay, and I was like, oh, he stomped on his head. But no one's paying attention to that. It's a fun fight, though. Nico Price comes to fight. We knew this was a banger. Should have been fight of the night, but it wasn't. Yeah, and then Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit. I was shocked I went to distance, but Max Griffin, good technical win. Condit still has more in the tank, though. Yeah, He'll get Con- another fight. Uh, he came Condit's on in the third round. Who, you know, I mean, you know. 38-year-old, he's not necessarily the natural-born killer anymore. He's kind of like the natural um, old uh, uh, crippler. He's not a killer anymore. Like, So everything comes a little bit slower. Uh, you know, He's trying to move around and catch Max. It, it, everything's not necessarily there anymore. Um, I don't know who he could fight, but uh, it's a good win for Max, but I, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, um, Carlos has been through a lot. I mean, he's at welterweight. Give me Condit versus Cowboy. Sure, actually, why not? That's actually a good fight. All right, I'll take it. Matchmaking. <laughs> uh, somebody cover your check. Uh, then we have Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moitino. Yo. My God. I mean, 
Sean O'Malley's second most significant strikes ever in the bantamweight division in this fight. He was landing at an 86% clip. Moitino just is the toughest motherfucker I've ever seen. Still didn't go down. Her Dean stops the fight with 30 seconds left. Just because how many shots are you going to let the man take to the dome piece? But that being said, I think he could have lasted the last 30 seconds. He, he, okay, that's exactly how I felt. There was people like, oh, they could, they stopped it. Good. And I was like, yeah, good, but they should have stopped the shit the last round because Mutina yeah. wasn't doing anything but getting smoked. Yep. Here's one thing about Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley could be a boxer. He, he has no tails on what he's about to throw. Nah. And he was smoking Mutina with that jab and the right hand down the middle and his footwork. Now, defensively, he's, you know, I don't really know how far he'll get defensively. But Latino was like covering up, but he's just wrapping punches around his gloves, throwing the right down the middle, you know, throwing the front front kick to keep Mutino back a little bit to create space. Sean O'Malley's a problem. The problem with Sean he's O'Malley a lot is like Dominic Cruz. Yeah, he's a lot like an early Dominic yeah, Cruz he, offensively. But he throws a lot harder than Dominic Cruz. He throws hard. Mutino's yeah. a really hard hit. And he he does he, he, he I mean yeah that's the only thing he showed me I was like yo Mutino's tough as shit at least he's gonna get another fight in the UFC you take that kind of a beating and still hang around you're gonna get another fight O'Malley if he if he stays healthy can keep his legs from having any more issues develop some takedown defense because it's gonna happen he's gonna be a problem he is yeah. the UFC's next big thing I agree he came out to Cuba with Takashi like oh my god he had a video before he walked out I was like, like entrance of the Christ, night man. entrance of the night no nah, they can't be better or worse than the star right like he's polarizing um, amazing in the octagon and talking about breaking something he suffered the same injury Conor McGregor just suffered um two fights ago yep. right lost the fight because of it seems to have like he took time to get right he didn't jump right back in. Um, if I look right now at the time off he took from that loss, he lost to Marlon Vera in August of 2020. He came back in March of 2021. So, yeah. honestly, at the same time, if I say Connor comes back in January, February, it's the same amount of time from a break, to be fair. But he's not coming up against Dustin Poirier to return fight. Um, but no, the kid, the kid is special. He showed a lot in this fight to just, I mean, he was gassed at some point. Like, and he's still throwing and just landing and showboating, dribbling. Shit was crazy. I mean, O'Malley came back to fight Thomas Almeida. So that wasn't a cakewalk. He made it look like one. No, but not at all. Yeah, he came back and was like, fuck it. Knocked out one of the most dangerous guys like five years, four years ago. That's insane. So uh, second fight, Aldana versus Kuniskaya. I got this one wrong. Aldana looked great. First round, TKO. And there's only one decision on the entire main card. Like that's two decisions on the ESPN card and this combined. Out of 10 fights, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but Aldana, you know, she had to give up 30% because she was three and a half pounds overweight. But she looked so good against Kuniskaya, and she was, you know, beat the brakes off of her. Um, and Irene Aldana is, you know, she's trouble, you know. And she apologized for not making weight. She had to deal with the menstrual cycle is what she told us. 
and you know women's that's bodies not. are just different so that's it's forgivable. It. like i don't yeah i i completely forgive that like shit i don't understand it but that sounds like a good enough reason to me like i, I, don't, I don't know what yeah, to say you know yeah like i can't like, water weight you. being bloated it, that's yeah. tough like if shit just falls on the wrong day and that's your way in day there might be problems so yeah no it sounds sounds about right i'm glad that the fight continued and yeah no she looked amazing so um working her way up in that division and then we have Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Damn, Greg I'm so Hardy. glad I got this wrong. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm oh, got his block knocked off by Tai Tuivasa. And it was crazy as Greg Hardy hurt him. Hit him with the punch first, kind of behind the ear. Yeah. Tai stumbles. Greg Hardy gets all excited, rushes in. And it's good night, Greg. He had no clue where he was. He, no sound came out. But his mouth let out this shriek of agony like he had never been hit like that before in his life. He had never been knocked out, and he wanted no parts of that. <laughs> and Ty went for the follow-up blow, and he just fucking curled up like a child. That that knockout punch, yeah. the one that knocked him down, oh, my God, just freeze frame it. If you go back and watch the fight, freeze frame Greg Hardy's face. Oh, that was all I wanted because he was just defenseless. And curled up like a punk. Oh, he needed that. Hey, man. You know, you 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 be a domestic abuser, and you know you put hands on women, and then you get beat up by a chubby guy who drinks beer out of a shoe who walks out to the Spice Girls wannabe. That's what you get. You I wanna, I got wanna, what he I deserved, wanna, man. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was incredible. I'm so I was that? so glad I was. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, no, I, I tell you, I was so glad I was wrong about that because. You know, Greg's a douchebag and, you know, domestic abuser and he got his ass beat. And yeah. he got, I mean, he got served. And and at this point, if you're Dana White, it's like, ah, you know, you're you're like a prelim fighter now. Like you can't I can't keep putting you on the main card. You can't win. Nah, prelim fighter so, and then future PFL competitor. So <laughs> no, yeah. not even Bellator, future PFL competitor. And then uh, last fight we're talking about, Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy Thompson. I was dead wrong. Um, Gilbert Burns wrestling's a problem. I was too. Jiu-jitsu's a problem. We, we, you talked about Wonderboy's takedown defense, which is amazing. Didn't Gilbert, matter. No, Gilbert's a whole different beast. Wonderboy looked good when he could stay standing. It just didn't happen often enough at all. And even though, I mean, Wonderboy got taken down at the end of the second. I gave the second to Wonderboy. Every judge gave the second to Wonderboy. So it was a toss-up going into the third. Um, Gilbert Burns started off strong. Wonder Boys looked really good. But two minutes left, Gilbert was like, no, I'm taking her ass down, and I'm winning this fight. And that was it. So great win for Gilbert Burns. It's a hell of a win for Gilbert Burns. Um, It's just tough because now what do you do with Gilbert? Because obviously they're going to go with Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman, too. If you're Gilbert Burns, you've already had a shot at Usman. You got knocked out. You don't want my answer. So, Gilbert. I, I mean, I think it's Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards, but I know that's, Gilbert wants Masvidal. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Poor Leon. No, Leon should just wait. Um, Masvidal is a good I mean, fight, Leon but he's get... not a big enough fight for. I mean, like Gilbert's yes. not a big enough fight for Masvidal at this point. Masvidal shouldn't take a fight against anyone that isn't Nate Diaz. Or Nick Diaz. Yeah. Big facts. But, alas, here we are. 
you know, it's 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 a strange division um, right now. Kamaru Usman has been very dominant and not getting the credit he deserves. Uh, but they, you know, sucks. But Leon Edwards is, you know, he, Leon Edwards is in the Justin Gaethje position right now. Nobody's even talking about Justin Gaethje, which is weird. Nobody said a word about Justin Gaethje, and now Leon Edwards is in that spot where other people are getting picked over him, and he's just kind of hanging out. He should be fighting. Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards should be the fight. But they got to figure out what they're going to do with Masvidal because he's still a moneymaker. So there's that. No, completely agree. So, I mean, options going forward there for Gilbert Burns. Overall, good night of fights. Exciting weekend all around from start to finish. It was crazy. Thank you guys for listening to our show, our breakdown. I promise we'll get to boxing next time. We'll recap the Charlo Bell. Plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll still... Make sure we get in Jojo Diaz when we do that um, on that show. We appreciate you guys for sticking out. You know, always entertaining. Uh, the back and forth between me and Dre, I'm sure we'll get some comments. People love those. So uh, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him, Andres Hale on all platforms. Shout out to Blue Eye of the Network. Shout out to all of the sponsors. You guys stay safe. Stay Rona free. The shit is going crazy again. No variance for uh, any of our listeners. We're to stay safe. Make sure we get through the summer. Have some fun. Until next time, though, we're out. Peace. Oh